Greetings out there. This is Mike Hill, and you're listening to Plague Diary. I got some news this week. And um, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. Time marches on. Uh, People are getting vaccinated, which I think is cool. Um, I also read an alarming statistic that uh, only 62% of um, our nation's population is planning on getting vaccinated. So I don't know. Could be bad. I know that um, to reach quote unquote herd immunity, uh, you need 65 to 70% of a population being exposed or vaccinated to the virus. So maybe we can make up that um, extra three or 5% with all these uh, people that are going buck wild down in Florida and Texas (laughs) who uh, have lifted all regulations and are just going nuts. So, uh, yeah, uh, no one, I guess, um, you know, I guess people are uh, overzealous believing that this thing is over. But uh, there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. And um, I'm trying to remain optimistic about everything in the face of such vulgar displays of ignorance. But you can only do what you can do. Announcement. This will be the final episode of Plague Diary. That doesn't mean that the show Everything Went Black, the podcast, is going away. It just means that, uh, you know, here is uh, the, the end, the end of the line for episode, uh, with episode 26 for Plague Diary. I feel like I've taken this as far as I can. Uh, it's been a year of uh, pretty regular podcasts, um, you know, coming at you from the bunker. I started this when I was still living in Brooklyn, and we had no idea what the future was going to be. It was uh, very stressful, scary times. You know, there were periods when I saw the numbers rising where I thought this was going to be it. This is the end of the world. You know, we're all going to die. But fortunately, we all did not die. Uh, A lot of us made it. A lot of people passed. And that's sad. And... um, I think a lot of people could have been saved if we had better leadership in this country. And some people disagree with me on that. Uh, Some family members I have actually disagree with me on that. that. And that also makes me sad. Sad and disappointed. But there's not a whole lot I can do about that. I just got to keep moving forward. Got to keep on keeping on. And um, yeah, hopefully things change. Maybe they they can see things differently as uh, the coming months unfold and we can see what's going on but back to the podcast next week we're relaunching this entire thing uh i'm going to start promoting them you know there'll be uh facebook instagram social media you know this the plague diary stuff i, I kind of kept it like just you know I, I don't know um what's the term i'm looking for uh, a little bit more intimate i guess with people that are already on board and um i I didn't want to really promote these things as like check it out there's this brand new thing coming out because it is just basically me talking and um you know sort of going off on these tangents you know complaining like that kind of stuff there was really no content that would be interesting to someone who isn't already familiar with the kind of things that i do so if you're listening to this, thanks for hanging in there. 
Um, there's definitely more interesting stuff coming down the line. Um, a weekly show. Uh, it's going to break down like this. The first episode is going to be uh, The Road to Ruin, which is uh, going to feature me and Randy Larson. <clears throat> My co-host over at Metal Matters, Classic Records, that was what we were doing for the last couple of years. And uh, that'll be one monthly show. We're going to do one a month. Ralph Schmidt and I, another person that you're probably familiar with if you've listened to this podcast and Metal Matters, will be doing Unholy Passion. So we'll be doing a show together once a month. That's, uh, you know, two weeks out of, the, out of the month. And then the remainder of the month will be... Uh, interviews with people and um not so much like the the people that i've chosen to interview aren't necessarily the biggest uh artists in you know someone who has a new album out where their their pr people contacted me and they're like hey we got to talk about this new record and this and that it's just people that i think are cool and are interesting uh i have some level of admiration for them um, I think they're doing good work and, uh, that's going to be the criteria. I mean, occasionally there will be some people that I, you know, probably will, will be able to, uh, you know, spike interest in casuals, you know, but, uh, the, the interviews that I have on in the tank right now is, uh, Mateo from Cavera, which is a band that, um, over at Metal Matters, we gave him quite a bit of attention to uh, great band out of Los Angeles. Uh, Mateo was also in 16. He played in Buzz Oven. And uh, he and I met on tour uh, several years ago when Tombs and 16 did like a short two-week uh, primarily East Coast tour. So he's on, he, I interviewed him. And really, really interesting. Uh, great stories, like that kind of stuff. Uh, I got CC from Zucchini Kale Bakery in Austin. And um, once again, she, uh, you know, she was an old road dog, you know, out there driving, playing in bands. She played guitar phobia for a while. I met her back in 2010, 12 years ago when, uh, well, actually it's not 12 years ago. It's, it's only 2021. So 11 years ago, <laughs> uh, getting ahead of myself here. Uh, yeah, when I when I was the uh, TM driver, whatever for for Warm Rot, the first time they came over to the states, we did a leg of that tour with Phobia, and I got to meet her on the road, and uh, we've been friends ever since. Really cool lady, uh, very talented. She she along with some other uh, talented women run Zucchini Kill Bakery down in um, in Austin, Texas. So we talked quite a bit about. The fiasco that went on down there with the weather and uh, the the fucked up uh, you know governments and that kind of stuff. It's uh you know some real left leaning shit we talk about because that's um that's where we're at. You know we're uh, part of the left and uh, yeah. So that might offend some people, but whatever. I don't give a fuck. This is my show. I can do what I want. Uh, I got Dave Castillo. David Castillo is uh, the man who kind of uh, along with Artie and um George over at St. Vitus they they um created a incredible venue to fill the void basically that CBGB's left uh when when that venue closed down 
and uh, you know St. Vitus is a it's a it's a spot, man. It's a place that people want to play. It's known internationally. You know, I go over to Europe sometimes, and and um, you know people know that place. It's a destination on a lot of tour touring band schedules. And I talked to Dave a little bit about um, you know what how the last year has been, uh, some of the stuff he's got going on. And I also focus quite a bit on um, on his new project called Confines. And, uh, you know, Dave primarily, aside from being uh, the man behind the scenes over there, a promoter, you know, all that kind of stuff, is a musician. And he was the vocalist in White Widow's Pact, which I believe is, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if they disbanded, but they're on an extended hiatus, shall we say. And uh, Primitive Weapons, uh, which is another band. Actually, a little uh, little inside info. The very, very first show at St. Vitus was Tombs and Primitive Weapons. And um, it was an honor, man. I, I remember when that venue opened up, and um, this is a long time ago, man. Uh, and like a decade ago, at least. Living in Greenpoint, which um, at the time, Greenpoint wasn't the uh, the the mecca of it wasn't it wasn't a place that people went to really. Uh, it was quiet. There was nothing going on out there. Uh, no one really lived out there. They hadn't extended the G train yet. Um, they hadn't built the ferry to get into Manhattan. And it was just like this uh, quiet collection of streets and buildings that when people ask you where you live and you're like, I live in Greenpoint, they're like, why? Why do, why, why do you live there? There's You can't get anywhere from there and it's hard to get the train and all that stuff. So um, I lived there in the beginning of Greenpoint becoming like this this area, you know, this spot, this neighborhood where, where you know, cool people want to live. Actually, now I think it's, not even cool people living there anymore. I think it's straight up like yuppies that live there or whatever they call them these days. So when they decided to open a venue on Manhattan Avenue, I, I was like, man, is anyone going to come? You know, there's, it's on the, you know, Greenpoint's on the G train and the venue isn't even near the train. And I guess the seven train might be close by, but that's still like another, like, you know, like a 10 minute walk, you know, and over a bridge. And uh, I didn't know. I had no idea. Um, so, I, obviously, I wanted them to succeed because you got to remember back in that period, there were really no venues for us, uh, you know, mid mid-sized to small underground bands to play. Uh, you know, CBs had taken up like such, like had such a high profile. Like that was like the legendary spot, you know, and you could be a small band and play there. You could be on tour, you know, and do your thing. And uh, when that place closed, there really wasn't any place to take its, you know, to, to fill us the void, basically. Basically, excuse me. I remember they were doing shows at Union Pool, which you can fit maybe eighty people in there. So, uh, you know, that was, um, I mean, you know, that that's cool, but it, it really wasn't uh, the kind of place where you could really have, you know, um, a band that can draw like four hundred people play there. So. So that was kind of a, you know, kind of a bummer. There was nothing going on. So this place opened up, and um, yeah, it was like a real, you know, savior, if you will, of the scene. And a lot of stuff grew around that. 
you know. Then there was the Acheron out in Ridgewood. And then, uh, you know, or Bushwick, actually. Acheron, Bushwick. And in that area, I remember, in addition to the Acheron, there was, like, tons of, uh, you know, lofts. Uh, Crouton's House of God. Um, I think I saw a bunch of shows there, too. Uh, one of the final Anodyne shows was there. Um, there was that cult, that whole culture of lofts having shows. There was the Johnson Street spot, where actually last year I saw um, I saw Bloody Minded play there, and uh, but I haven't been there in years. So it was like a little bit of a um, you know going going to that Johnson Street spot was like a little nostalgic, I guess. You know, driving driving out in the van, you know, when I still had the van. Those, like, kind of uh, desolate streets, you know, of Bushwick. Not as desolate as they used to be back when I was kind of living towards that that neighborhood. I didn't actually live directly in that neighborhood, but I lived on Montrose, which is, like, adjacent to that desolate, bleak warehouse area that um, that Johnson Street was on, is uh, runs through the middle of. Back when uh, I was looking for an apartment, I remember someone had a, um, you know, I was going through a breakup. I had to move out. Uh, I was looking for a share. And there was an ad for someone who had a, a room in this spot, and it was on Johnson Street. And I remember getting out of the subway, and I was like, man, this is like, you know, the beginning of a horror movie or something like that. It was like totally quiet, like creepily quiet. And I was like, I hope I'm walking in the right direction, man, you know. And, and uh, it was kind of like a sketchy area. It's totally different now. Now there's like all kinds of stuff going on out there. But that's going back. So, yeah, David came on once again. Really cool guest. Great interview. And uh, we're going to be doing stuff like that. Uh, talking about records with Randy. Not actually, not, not even just music records. We got some other, some, some surprises for you guys. Not all the records are musical. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, you know, Ralph and I will be doing our thing. Um, we'll be filling out some guests. And I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, um, you know, once again, uh, you know, Metal Matters is back, you know, full full swing. You know, Fred and Mike are running that. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I wish them luck. And I'm really hoping, you know, that they, they're enjoying themselves and, and everything's doing well. So, yeah, that's it. I just wanted to um, give a quick update of what's going on. So you can, uh, you can jump on next week and uh, there'll be a new, the beginning of the new era of Everything Went Black. And uh, I hope everyone likes it and I hope that you guys find it interesting and I hope we can grab some more people to check it out. And uh, with that, I wish everyone health, safety, and good fortune. And I'll talk to you soon.